0: This episode is that and, our friend Kurt.
1: Yeah, that's right. So, this is about Kurt Vonnegut, sort of a counterculture, sort of uh, writer. He was mates with Joseph Heller, right, the author of Catch 22. And anyway, as they walk in the door, you know, there's, there's the Picasso's, there's the Monets, it's like a you know, sort of an art gallery. And Vonnegut sort of turns to Heller and says, uh, How does it feel, you know, to think that this guy? Probably made more money yesterday than what your novel did for its entire history. Welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. Hi everybody, I'm Sean Callahan, and hi everybody, I'm
0: Mark Shank. And uh, I realise that this is a podcast and uh, not a not any sort of video cast. But uh, uh, Sean's got a new look; he's
1: sporting a new look. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And uh, it's involved. Well, you know,
1: I decided the beard needed to go. You know, just for a little change. Twenty twenty three, uh, a new look. That sounds like the way to go. How many years had you been sporting the beard? Oh, look, I it comes on and off. So, but I mean, it's been pretty steady feature of my face for a good ten years, I reckon. Yeah, well, I'm.
0: But I would think it was ten years because I'm still getting used to it. So uh, <laughs> every time we see each other on video, it's like, oh. It's Who is still that noticeable. Guy? Who is that that non-Hershute guy? <laughs> All right. So some housekeeping before we get underway with this week's podcast story. Um, we have released the, the entire 2023 calendar of our public events already on our website. So just to enable people to do more planning uh, through to the uh, to the end of November. And so story-powered sales, Storytelling for Leaders, and Story Powered Data. If any of these programs are of interest and you're interested in coming along and experiencing the program, then just go to our website, anecdote.com forward slash events, and you'll find all of the links there with all the information and the dates, uh, et cetera.
1: Yeah. No, that's great. It's good to see them all up there. Indeed. Indeed.
0: Now- So it's-
1: Yes, you've got a story for this week, Sean. Yeah, yeah, I have. It's just a little story. And, uh just grabbed my attention a couple of days ago, um, partly because uh, the uh, one of the characters in the story is um, someone who's said some very smart things about storytelling. Is that um, our friend Kurt? Yeah, that's right. So this is about Kurt Vonnegut. Now, Kurt Vonnegut is a famous novelist. He was really top of his fame probably in the 60s and 70s sort of a counterculture sort of uh, writer. Uh, he wrote a, a very famous book called Slaughterhouse 5. It's an anti-war book about the bombing of Dresden and um uh, and he was he was mates with Joseph Heller, right? The author of Catch 22. And the and the two of them went to a party uh in New York in a place called Shelter Island it's at the end of Long Island there where all the fancy uh, people live and they went to a billionaire's uh, party's mansion and anyway as they walk in the door you know as there's the Picassos there's the Monets it's like a you know, sort of an art gallery and Vonnegut sort of turns to Heller and says uh, How does it doesn't feel you know to think that this guy probably made more money yesterday than what your novel did for its entire history and Joe Heller sort of pauses for a moment. He says, "Yeah, but I've got something he doesn't have. I have enough." Anyway, I heard that and I thought that's a nice little, uh, a nice little anecdote.
0: Enough. I have enough. I have enough. This, yeah, they, I mean, the, the concept of enough is is very important. Um, and it reminds me of uh, an experience we had a few years ago with a different version of Enough, which we'll come to. Yeah. But I put a stopwatch on that story.
1: Oh, right. Okay. What does it sit at? It comes out at one minute and 16 seconds. Is that right? Ah, interesting. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's interesting, too, that that story actually came from a poem that Kurt Vonnegut wrote as a tribute to his friend Joe Heller, a number of years after he passed away, but he wrote it uh, He was uh, in the New Yorker in 2005. I think Joe Heller died in 1999. Um, do you want to hear the poem? Sure. I'm Cause... actually very interested in the poem now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, this is the poem. It's called Joe Heller. True story, word of honour. Joseph Heller, an important and funny writer, now dead and I were at a party given by a billionaire on Shelter Island. I said, Joe, how does it make you feel to know that a house host only yesterday may have made more money than your novel Catch-22 has earned in its entire history? And Joe said, I've got something he can never have. And I said, what on earth could that be, Joe? And Joe said, the knowledge that I have enough. Not bad. Rest in peace. Oh, wow. So that's the that's the little Very poem, cool. poem you wrote. Um, Very cool. And I I heard this, I've, I discovered this story because I was watching Jimmy Carr give an interview because he's come out with a new book, Jimmy Carr, the, the comedian, British comedian. And uh, it was an hour and a half interview. Uh, it was on a podcast uh, somewhere. And uh, interestingly, though, Mark, this guy who's, who tells stories all the time, in an hour and a half interview, hardly told a story. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he did tell this story, and as soon as he told it, I went, "Oh, that's a that's a nice little story to have in your back pocket." But what do you reckon? Let's 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 zoom in on the story. What? uh How does this story grab you? What what stands out for you? What do you think works uh, in this story?
0: Well the time the 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 time is the first thing that really stands out for me and I want to I, I would like to spend a bit of time in our discussion talking about time you know length of time time that stories should take because it's something that we haven't discussed much and mm. is quite interesting so the first thing that really struck me was how short it was and how you can have a high impact experience yeah in one minute and 16 seconds yes
1: yeah. It is interesting and uh, I was um, going back over some of Kurt Vonnegut's, he's he's written so much about how to be a good writer, right, and what does a good story have and one of his uh, tips for storytelling is start a story as close to the end as possible. Example? well, you'd, instead of having this long, you know, introduction, start the story as close to the end of the story as possible. In other words, shorten the hell out of it. Yeah. Right? Okay. So uh, I remember the uh, uh, a French comedian, uh, I'm blanking on his name at the moment, you know, when he came to America to do his his set in France, I think I've mentioned this before on the mm-hmm. podcast, he would do these really long introductions and the Americans would say, no, 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 you know, Start way down. Up to the chase. That's right. Yeah. Cut, yeah. To, the cut chase. to the action. Mm. Yeah. Now, I mean, yeah, I don't think that's true for all cultures, right? I think there's cultures that really do appreciate a longer, you know, sort of fuller story. But Americans... context setting. Yeah, members, Americans do love a short story. Maybe Australians do too.
0: Mm. And you're right. You know, different different contexts and um, and cultures, different amount of of, of setup. So you could now yeah, to tell you the truth, I'm I'm not I'm personally not that interested in the invitation and the invitation was gold gilt, you know, edged and you know they they called a limousine. as I not interested. No, you don't but, need to you need to know any of those things, really, yeah. do you? Yeah. yeah. The the Picasso and the Monet on the wall is enough.
1: Billionaire's mm. house, Picasso Monet. Yeah. And so, I made and you can sort of see I made that up. Right. It's not in the poem. There was no mention of Picasso's or Monet's. Uh, what I, about I, in the podcast? Uh, did Jimmy Carr say that? He might have, actually. He might have. So I might mm. have picked it up from Jimmy. Um, but, again, it's trying to create an image, right? Uh, see, for maybe for a lot of New Yorkers, of course, he wrote this in The New Yorker just by saying Shelter Island may have created the image, for those Mm. readers. But for you and I, I mean, I've never heard of Shelter Island before, so you sort of have to give a little bit of context. And also I had to give a bit of context, you know, who's Kurt Vonnegut? I mean, a lot of people wouldn't even know who Joe Heller was, right? Never even heard of Mm. Catch-22. Maybe they've heard the phrase. But so, you know, so there's a lot of context setting you have to do for a modern audience when the characters, you know, really come out of the 60s and 70s um so so that that lengthens the story right it does but you still told it in a minute 16.
0: indeed indeed even Is with it... the context mm. yeah right? yeah so that's mm. that's that's worth noting but yeah yeah you definitely need to set the scene with you know Wagut and Heller who who they are and why they why they're of any interest but uh, yeah so again that 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 I' just keep coming back to the but to the time and the, mm. I guess the simplicity of the point, you know, which is I've got something he'll never have,
1: which is enough. Yeah, it's it's a, it's one of those stories too that I think when you say that last word, enough, it takes a moment for the listener to quite get what he's saying, right, or what the story's about, and then you get it. So like a few seconds later, then you get it, and you and it has this stronger resonance. I think this is something that's a, a, a clever device that, you know, Vonnegut, you know, has, has created. Or it was probably just happened like that, or, you know, Joe Heller said it that way. But it does have that sort of impact. You have to do your own little bit of work before, you know, the story really sticks for you.
0: And it's a that's a good lesson for pretty much any story that's got a good point, is that if it's got a good point, you should stop talking after you've made the point and give the listener the opportunity for that to soak in. So often I see people tell a, a really, a, you know, potentially really good story, but they'll say it's enough. And you know, what that means is, but, and then they'll go on unpacking what it means. And it's like, but they do it without stopping. Yeah. And it's like, and suddenly there's no distinction between the story and its point and the rest of the conversation and it's, it, it all gets lost.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I told this story to a friend of mine on Sunday and I actually didn't get to tell it because I sort of said, oh, I had this really good story about Kurt Vonnegut and Joe Helen. He goes, enough. <laughs> he said that to me. <laughs> and I said, oh, you've heard it. He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, my wife and I are doing the sort of a, an extension of the house and and um, she's thinking of all these different things that need to be added. and 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 eventually he told her that story and he said from that point on, not only... It did the penny dropped for her, but she then was not retelling the story, but retelling the sentiment. Right. And uh, he said, it was just, it just truly amazed him just how one story, you know, really flipped someone's uh, mindset about a topic, you know, that was front and center. Uh, well, so. as
0: uh, uh, Abe Lincoln famously said, um, story as an emollient can often save me uh, friction or stress.
1: I yeah. know, <laughs> uh, emollient. that's a great word, isn't oh, it? I know.
0: It's like you, you don't get to use
1: that one too often in a sentence. <laughs> uh, well, is there anything in this story you would change or um yeah? Yeah. So the, in, in the
0: telling, I think it's important for it's one of the, the one of the very important points is the curiosity that, that Vonnegut then shows. Or what is it when Hella says I've got something he will never have? What's that? So that that question, you know, but oh, wonder what that would be. So that you know, that little bit of dialogue is—it's really essential to set that up. Mm. Uh,
1: Yeah, I thought about. I don't know if it's really essential. I think it's—I think that question is happens anyway just through a pause there. So I mean, it's it's possible. You know, I think you could do it that way, the way Hella, I mean, the sorry way Vonnegut did it, Um, or or. The way I did it with leaving it out, so mm. um, yeah. Anyway, there's there's the little things well, you play around yeah. with, isn't it? Yeah. For me, I I, I really like the uh, mm. what is it?
0: Mm. Uh, like question, I like the question.
1: Yep. Yeah, um, yeah, I like the question. Yeah. 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 For me, it's it's not too much you can do with this story. It's uh, it's a, such a tiny <laughs> little event, you know. That one it actually just shows you that it just. You can have a little dialogue. I, I say this to people in our training courses. You know, as soon as you hear dialogue, you know you're in a story, right? Because dialogue can only happen inside a story, and um, and so here you have you know, more or less two lines of dialogue, and that's it. That's the story. You have to this tiny little setup, two lines of dialogue, bam, you're done. Mm. Uh, so, and it does, it does it is important though that these are celebrity people right like if you sort of said oh my friend jim went to this party you know like i don't know would it have the same impact if you just had people who you need someone who you sort of sense have got quite a lot in their life but you know are not always seeking to get bigger and bigger and bigger right it, it helps with the plausibility right so it's for me, it's completely plausible that
0: Vonnegut and Heller would be invited to a billionaire's um, yes, party. Yes, right. Yeah, right? it's it's implausible that Fred the fisherman from around the corner gets right. invited to a to a bien- I mean, no, it's not impossible, but it's implausible.
1: No. Yeah, and right.
0: so you immediately start questioning the plausibility. So it just makes the it just makes it so. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah well, it just makes, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 yeah, you don't have that little niggle of doubt. Right? Yeah. there's no niggle up it. It's completely, uh, completely makes sense. So that one's a, an important one. I think that also raises this issue about timing and, yeah, about length of story. And one of the, I, and Sean, you would have had the same experience, right? You, one of a question that I often ask at the start of a of a, of a storytelling for leaders program is so I'll go, so just imagine that you're sitting at your desk or your workstation. And of course, you know, I'm talking pre-COVID here. Things are a bit different these days. But uh, someone comes up to you and says, I want to tell you a story. What goes through your mind in that moment? And almost without exception, the first thing people say is, how long is this going to take? Yeah, right. right. And it's because of the association between Oh, story in a business context, story takes too long. I don't have time for story. This no. is the thing that that is a real big barrier to the use of story in a in a business context. So it's worth pointing out, right? That's why I put the stopwatch on that. One minute, 16, um, a high impact point. And one of the rules of thumb we use is that if you're telling a business story, you should Aim for between 90 seconds and three minutes. Mm. You know, definitely not a rule, but it's a, you know, an indication. Yeah, most definitely.
1: So a single so, story to
0: make a single point, about three minutes. Mm. And three minutes is quite long,
1: actually, I think. Mm. It's a long time. Yeah. So I, I'd be even yeah, crunching it down more than that. But you're right, three minutes. You don't want to get much more. The only time you can get above three minutes, I think, is when you're standing on a stage and you kind of own it. Right. Well, we often and, and, tell and, stories that are longer than three minutes on the podcast. Yeah. Right.
0: So, uh, it's not just uh, when
1: you're on stage. No, no. But when you're on stage, you get you get a lot of um, flexibility to go. You can do a ten minute story. You know, mm. and you, you can do a fifteen minute story. Some people do the whole presentation as one big story. Um, I remember going to see Mao's Last Dancer. I can't remember the guy's name now. But, you know, essentially his whole talk was his story from being a kid into, you know, entering the ballet in China all the way to his, you know, moving to Australia. Uh, It was just fabulous. It was just so riveting. Um, What do you reckon, Mark, in terms of points
0: then? Well, just, just... One more thing about duration. I, I, I've just come off a coaching, a group coaching call, yeah. And uh, so when you know after our pregnancy, we follow up with uh, just one hour calls on Zoom, and ask people to share examples. In this case, we we're talking about examples of good leadership. And one of the the people on the call told uh, a story that went for nearly four and a half minutes about um, uh, when they were working on a luxury yacht crossing, doing a tra- an Atlantic crossing, and da da. And it it's a really good story, but it, it felt labored. And so I don't, it's maybe not a story that she told many times. But then I asked, I put people in the breakout rooms and asked them to tell someone else's story uh, to make a point. Yeah. And somebody did, and they told the same story in 1 minute 47 and made a really fabulous point about the importance of uh, of leaders remaining calm, no matter what the circumstance. Oh, yeah. And it was terrific.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. That well, you four know, minute. Po- yeah, that's right. Four to to one one minute forty seven or whatever it was. Uh, usually comes about to once you work out what the point of your story is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you telling
0: it? What's the point?
1: Well, yeah. Anyway,
0: that right. just thought it was a uh, As a it's an interesting thing to to observe, particularly that thing about um, a barrier to use of story is the belief that they take too long. When in yeah. fact that they, they 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 absolutely do not need to. Yeah,
1: yeah, good point. Okay. Talking about good points, what points could this story be used to make?
0: Have you ever had a situation where people where there's been a little bit of scope creep? <laughs>
1: yeah, right. Yeah. That's a nice you use one. it in that. Yeah. Could use it in that. Yeah. Most yeah. definitely. I think you know, growth for growth's sake, or you know, expansion for expansion's sake. Uh, it, it is a it is a mindset, isn't it? It's 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 just to nip that in a bud a little bit, sort of go, hang in there, guys. What are we doing? Why are we doing this? I'm, I'm okay
0: now. I'm. This is not a business point. I want to explore something with you, whether this might work. Yeah. I've been in situations where, you know, in meetings where people are going on and on and on like ad nauseum about stuff and they won't let it go like a, like a, I don't know, what's the metaphor like a, or or analogies, like a dog with a bone, you know, it just won't let. It. Anyway, I wonder if you could go, hey, just want to share this little experience that I heard about Heller and Vonnegut and blah blah blah. And uh, I'll have something I'll never have, which is enough. Do you think
1: that is a bit um, pointed? Yeah, it's pointed. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they would, they would think, what a wanker! I think that would be. Uh, it's a, it's a tricky one, isn't it? It's, but you raise a really interesting point. Why, did, why is that not? Wouldn't work in that situation, mm. but it works for more. Almost like bigger ideas or more philosophical mindset issues. Maybe just straight down to how pointed something is. Well, if you're know. writing, is, it, you're, yeah, is your friend's uh, house extension a philosophical issue? Um,
0: no, because it worked in that circumstance. It worked
1: in that circumstance. Yeah, I don't know.
0: I'd be look, be very interested in the, in our listeners' uh, thoughts on the use of that story in different circumstances.
1: Yeah, Might yeah. Put a comment. That'd be great to to, yeah. to hear what you're thinking. Um. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, there's a couple of couple of points that you would put this one to. I think it's anywhere you see some excess that doesn't need to be there. Um. Go for it. Now, uh, it's about time we get to a. I know a bit of a.
0: Rating. 10, a bit of ratings.
1: Yep.
0: Well, I'm going to start the year with I'm a bit torn on this one. Um, I'm gonna give it I'm I'm gonna give it a seven. I'm gonna start the year with it with a straight oh,
1: seven. <laughs> seven. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh no. I thought I mean for me it's at least an eight. And I think it's because I do love Kurt Vonnegut and his sort of satirical style and uh, the way he writes, it's so interesting list, you know, reading some of his work because he writes just like he's talking, you know, and it's very, you know, so, so succinct. And anyway, he's a fabulous writer. So I have a, an affection for him um, and his work. So I'm giving it an eight, Virgie on an eight and a half. Uh, I'll be using enough. Um, oh, I'll be using it, no question. I'm no. putting that into my story bank for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Well, That's probably a good place for us to wrap up. Is there anything else we need to um, chat about before we leave, Mark? No, I think we covered the housekeeping at the start, so nothing more from me. Fabulous. Well, we're excited for 2023. Hope everyone has an amazing year. and, um, And, of course, thanks for listening in to Anecdotally Speaking. Of course, tune in next week as we have another episode of How to Put Your Stories to Work. Bye for now.